Welcome to the Pleasant Green Missionary Baptist Church Sunday School lesson for Sunday, July 30, 2023. I'm Reverend Mary Tillman, an associate minister at Pleasant Green, and I am your presenter of today's lesson. We're still in our summer quarter, and the study is the righteous reign of God. We're in Unit 2, and our theme is Jesus Envisions the Kingdom. This is lesson number four, the last lesson in Unit 2. The lesson title in the Townsend Press Sunday School Commentary is Finding and Gathering. And in the Faith Pathway Bible Studies for Adults, the lesson title is Searching for Buried Treasure. Devotional reading, Job 28, verses 1 and 2, and verses 12 through 19. Our background scripture, Matthew 13, verses 44 through 52. The print passage is Matthew 13th chapter, verses 44 through 52. Our key verse is Matthew chapter 13, verse 52. He said to them, and I'm reading from the New International Version translation. He said to them, Therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. From the Townsend Press Sunday School Commentary, the unifying lesson principle is people express a desire for some wisdom to direct their lives. What inspires clarity when choosing between traditional paths and new teaching? Jesus' parables about the kingdom of heaven offer a connection between the old wisdom of ancient Israel and the new, Jesus' fresh understanding of spiritual things. Let us pray. Father God, we come thanking you for another opportunity to study your word. Please open up our understanding that we may glean from this lesson applications to apply to our lives to make sure that we are doing your will and doing it your way. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Looking at our lesson introduction, this week's lesson explores Jesus' parables of the kingdom in Matthew chapter 13. Parables, as we know, are familiar earthly themes with heavenly truths. They are not for entertainment, but are tools for us to obtain clarity and gain eternal truth about the kingdom of God. So get your Sunday school book, your Bible, pen and notepad, and follow along as we go forward with this wonderful lesson. Let's get started. The title of our lesson is Searching for Buried Treasure. Three questions to consider. Question number one. What is Jesus telling us about the kingdom of God in this week's lesson? Question number two, why do you think Jesus took such effort to picture the final fate of the wicked? And question number three, why was it important for the disciples to understand what Jesus was teaching them in the parables? Let's look at the lesson's biblical context. We continue our study this week in Matthew chapter 13. The subject of Matthew's gospel is Jesus Christ. Matthew highlights Jesus as the Messiah, who is God's fulfillment of the promise of a king and Messiah who would reign forever. Jesus came to earth to begin his kingdom. His kingdom will be realized at his second coming and will be made up of those who faithfully follow him. 
Jesus utilized parables to enlighten his disciples on truths concerning the kingdom of God. The Pharisees often looked for opportunities to trick Jesus or to trip him up. By speaking in parables, Jesus made it extremely difficult for them to trick him. However, by phrasing his teachings in parables, Jesus made his teachings clear to his true followers and to his disciples. The plain language was a covert way for Jesus to get profound truth and teachings across to his followers. Jesus uses the most effective tools for communicating his message. He used objects the people were familiar with to communicate eternal truth about the kingdom of God. By utilizing parables, Jesus hid the truth of the kingdom of God in plain sight. The lessons of these past two weeks used parables that Jesus had used to teach spiritual truths about the kingdom of heaven. The parable in last week's lesson focused on the wheat and the tares. This parable highlights that Satan will plant tares for weeds in the very place where the seed of the kingdom has been sown. The field owner in that parable instructed the workers to let the wheat and the tares grow together until harvest time. This week's lesson highlights three parables or short stories that reflect the treasure, the pearl, and the net. All of these parables deal with the kingdom of God. The aims for this week's lesson, aim number one, know, synthesize, and explain the relationship between kingdom metaphors. Aim number two, to reflect on the joy of discovering the kingdom of God in everyday life. And aim number three, grow to make righteous choices in daily life consistent with having a place in the future kingdom of God. As we continue our glimpse into this lesson, I'm going to share the lesson outlines with you. There are two lesson outlines in the Adult Pathway Sunday School book. I will share two key points from each of these outlines and expound some on each of them. The first outline is, the kingdom shall be like, and we find that in Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through 48. The second outline is, the kingdom shall be, and that's found in Matthew chapter 13, verses 49 through 52. Let's begin our analysis of the biblical text with the first lesson outline. Outline number one, the kingdom shall be like. Jesus has spoken of the kingdom of heaven on different occasions, in parables and in general conversations with the people and with his disciples. As Jesus begins a triad of three short parables in this week's lesson, he is emphasizing the exceeding value of the kingdom. He says, beginning with verse 44, and I'm reading from the NIV translation, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. In this first parable, Jesus tells of a man who discovered a valuable treasure that was hidden in a field. In those days, people kept their treasures buried in fields. 
A man finds this hidden treasure in a field and hides it until he could sell all his possessions and return to purchase the land where he had hidden the treasure. The man was not quite sure what it was, but he could tell that it was important and valuable. To protect the treasure, the man hid the treasure again and later sold everything he had to buy the field so he could have complete ownership of that treasure. The treasure is the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the interpretation of the parable, the case describes a man who not having started in pursuit of looking for holiness or truth, who by accident discovers the knowledge of the truth as it is in Jesus Christ himself, and who findeth in him peace and joy above all earthly treasures, is ready to sacrifice the lower wealth in order to obtain the higher wealth. Christ gave his life, all that he had to purchase the whole field, the world, and thus obtain ownership by right of discovery and redemption. 1 John 2 and 2 reads, He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. The kingdom of God cannot be bought. The kingdom of God is so valuable. How bad do you want the kingdom of God? Are you willing to lose all for the kingdom? This treasure, this kingdom, is so valuable that it is worth everything to get it. Philippians 3 and 7 and 8, where Paul states, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price for the kingdom to grow and flourish in the world. Verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. In the second parable, a merchant searches for a rare and precious pearl. Pearls had great value in those days. Verse 46, when he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. When he found the right pearl, he sold all he had to purchase it, even though it was costly. The widespread of these two parables is that the treasure and the pearl represent Jesus Christ and his salvation. They represent the kingdom of God. Key point number one. Both parables teach that there is nothing more valuable than the kingdom of heaven. In the parable of the pearl, the merchant was actively searching for an expensive pearl. When he came across a pearl of great value, he stopped looking for other pearls and sold everything he had to buy that one pearl. The man knew that nothing else he would find could compare to the value of the pearl he had found. The man in the field who stumbled upon the treasure by accident knew its value when he found it. The merchant was earnestly searching for the valuable pearl when he found it. The scripture says he sold everything he had to purchase it. 
Jesus was revealing a new treasure, the kingdom of God, that's reserved for his people. It was the love of Jesus for lost humanity that caused him to give up the glories of heaven for the sake of fallen humanity. The kingdom of heaven is more valuable than anything else we can have. As noted in the Sunday School Commentary, it is important to note that some scholars equate the merchants seeking fine pearls as a picture of heaven at work, where Jesus is the merchant who comes looking for sinners because sinners are valuable to Jesus. The love of Jesus for sinners compelled and motivated him to do what sinners could not do for themselves. It was the love of Jesus for lost humanity that caused him to give up the glories of heaven for the sake of fallen humanity. The ultimate treasure Jesus wants all to uncover is Jesus himself, God's greatest gift to the world. Verse 47, once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. In this third parable, Jesus compares the kingdom to a large dragnet to gather and a great catch. Verse 48, when it was full, the fishermen pulled it to shore. They sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. Key point number two, God will do the sorting of who and who will not enter his kingdom. Once the net was full, the fishermen, who represent God, pulled the net to the shore to empty and separate the good fish from the bad fish. The fish the fishermen rejected represented wicked persons. Although the righteous and the wicked may gather in the same net, not all who seem responsive to the gospel are genuinely converted. The task of sorting it all out belongs to God, for he knows who his people are. 2 Timothy 2 and 19 says, Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription, The Lord knows everyone who is his, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. In verses 47 through 49 in our outline, the parable of the fish and net has the same meaning as the parable of the wheat and the tares. We are to obey God and tell others about his grace and goodness, about his love and forgiveness and salvation. We cannot dictate who is part of the kingdom of heaven and who is not. We are to tell the people about Jesus. The sorting will be done at the coming and the last judgment. Outline number two, the kingdom shall be. And we find this in Matthew chapter 13, verses 49 through 52. Jesus closed his parables by explaining they point to God. Key point number one, there is a final judgment and separation for those who do not believe. Verse 49 says, this is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gashing of teeth. In the end, the angels will come forth and separate the wicked from among the just and the wicked 
will be condemned to destruction and cast into the furnace prepared for them. Verse 51 reads, Have you understood all these things, Jesus asked? Yes, they replied. Key point number two. Jesus then checked whether the disciples understood what he said. Verse 52 reads, He said to them, Therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. This last parable is about the teacher or the scribe who has been trained in the ways of the kingdom of heaven, who is like a master of the house who brings out of his treasure storeroom what is new and what is old. Those who understand how the scriptures are fulfilled in Christ in the kingdom of heaven will teach from both the Old and the New Testaments and be able to bring that teaching from the Old into Christian focus of the New. Jesus informed his disciples that they had a responsibility to not only understand the principles that were taught in the parables, but also take what they learned and share it and teach it to others. Jesus suggested that the disciples were to see themselves as householders or house owners in spiritual things. In other words, they were to exercise good stewardship over the treasure of the good news of the kingdom of God. In summary, this lesson presented three parables, the treasure, the pearl, and the net. All of these parables deal with the kingdom of God. The way to enter God's kingdom is by faith, believing in Christ to save us from sin and change our lives. Following Jesus leads to the treasure of eternal life in God's presence. The kingdom of God is more valuable than silver or gold or rubies or diamonds. The kingdom of heaven is greater than anything we can imagine. As followers of Christ, we must do the work of the kingdom, telling others about Jesus Christ. If the world ever needed to hear the good news, they need to hear it today. The treasure that we now have is to be shared with the whole world. Don't keep it a secret. We are to teach and share the principles of the good news of the kingdom of God. The ultimate treasure and greatest gift to the world is Jesus Christ. Our closing thought and question. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is a timeless promise and reminder of God's desire for every living soul to be a part of his kingdom. God made the ultimate sacrifice so that not even one soul should be lost. The question, are you determined to make God's priority your priority? In closing, God is a treasure that we must share with those we love and with all who cross our paths in hopes of drawing them to the power and love of God through him. Let us never grow weary of casting our net for his glory. Pray for lost souls and for new opportunities to be a faithful witness for the kingdom.
We cannot be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for this day and for this lesson that reminds us of how important it is for us to not only accept you as our Savior, but be willing to share the plan of salvation with everyone we meet. For as your ambassadors, we must seek out those who don't know about you. Thank you for holy boldness as we walk the walk. Let us talk the talk to men, women, boys, and girls whenever we have an opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I hope you got a thought from the lesson. Have a blessed week.